Panamanian. You know, I think about life lessons in auto repair. I said to one of my kids the other day when I said, where can't you make a wrong turn? And they said, down Wright Street, because I said that to my kids for years. The car doctor. You know what? You want to make sure you keep your customers? Wow them with doing the job properly. People will beat a path to your door if you build a better mousetrap. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Well, a big ho, 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 and welcome to the car doctor. Ron and Annie and the car doctor here at the helm at 855-560-9900. Here to take your calls and answer your questions, whatever it might be. If you've got an automobile problem, if you're not able to communicate with your mechanic properly, give us a call. Let's see if we can put it together and uh, make it come out good on the other end. This radio show, there's more information about it at cardoctorshow.com. There are podcasts there. By the way, I should point out, we've received a lot of requests this year. And just this past week, something's going on where you guys are all switching to MP3 in the podcasts. And I want to point out that uh, MP3 podcasts, as well as MP4 podcasts, are available at the Car Doctor website, um, as well as more information about this show. There are links on the left side of the page. TuneIn.com iHeart.com and iTunes, both subscribers of podcasts. And uh, we just found out this week, and um, I didn't know it was there as an option, but Tom Ray, my chief engineer, is going to set the website up with uh, podcasting so you can subscribe to podcasts if you want to take MP3s right off the website. And um, you can kind of do it that way as well. I wonder if manufacturers are really playing the game square in terms of the way they treat recalls. We had a 2007 Honda Element come into the shop this week at RA Automotive, and the speedometer needles were falling off. Speedometer and uh, uh, temperature gauge needles were falling off. And there was actually a recall in a campaign that they put a time limit on. And I'm trying to figure out how did they actually do that, where they come up with the time limit, where they came up with the time limit and um, allowed that to happen. I couldn't figure that out, and it was interesting to note that it ended two years ago, but the needles are still falling off the car, and it's to me a recall like that shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't really be a problem. Yeah, uh, what? Hey, Ron, Harry, Ron, I'm in the middle of the opening. What's yeah, the I know, but we have a very important call on the line. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, you have to take it because this guy's in a jam. Sh- should I be afraid? Uh, I don't know if be afraid, but you certainly should help is, him. Is this like the naughty or nice guy? Uh, well, he sounded a little, uh... Jolly? Yeah, right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, jolly. Uh, hello? Yeah, who's this on the phone, Sam? Oh, oh, I'm so glad to talk to you. It's Santa. Well, Santa, anything for you, buddy. I mean, listen, I, you know, I've tried to stay on your nice list for so many years now. Um, oh, what... you've done you've done so good, Ron. I, I really need your help. I need you to come up to the North Pole. Hey, hang on one sec here. Hey, guys, could you hold it for a sec? I'm on the phone with the car doctor. Thanks. Yeah, the elves are being nice, too. Yeah. We can't get the sleigh started. Rudolph's nose won't come up to full power plot. I don't know what we're going to do. For how, 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 how easy, Santa, easy. How, how cold is it there right now? Oh, it's about 20 below zero. It, it's, it, it's, we're having a warm snap. Ron, yeah, I would on. think. I would think for you guys that's a warm snap. But you know what I'm really thinking is if, 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 if Rudolph's nose isn't bright, 
And if the sleigh's having a hard time turning over, can you can you crank it over? Can I listen to it? Uh, yeah, give me one second. Can you reach the key? There you go. Uh, hang on. Try it again. Yeah, it 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 it, it sounds like that's like, that's all it does, Ron. It's it sounds like uh, Donner and Blitzen have to lift their back hooves while you're doing that. It'll take some of the load off. But listen, it, it sounds electrical. I'm gonna have to try and do some diagnosis after the show. But getting up there, you want me to come to the North Pole? Yeah, well, we'll send the elves down, Ron, with our elf magic and Christmas magic. We'll send them down. We'll bring you up here. I I, I don't know how we're going to deliver these toys to all the good boys and girls, and we'll put you on the mega nice list. Well, you know, I'm going to have to send. I mean, if if I do come up this week, uh, you know, I'm going to have to be back by by next weekend. I've got to do the show. A lot of people are dependent upon me. We'll, we'll we'll try our best, Ron. You you may have to come on on the deliveries with me because if if, if this thing can't be reliable and you can, you can't get all the parts you need in time. Well, yeah. And how hard could it be to get parts the week before Christmas? I could understand that. Well, um, especially with a vehicle this old. You know. By the way, San, I should tell you this, and and I haven't told this story yet. This happened this week at the shop. You and I actually have a lot in common. In, oh, really? In, yeah. In in that, you know how. You know that story about you on TV, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, where they, where, where they, <laughs> right? Remember that and how that ended? Oh, with, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember that. You looked good too. A little, little too much makeup. But um, this week at the shop, true story by the way, I got I I've I've been getting postcards and and Christmas cards and so forth, and somebody sent a letter to me, and it was addressed the car doctor, Waldwick, New Jersey, and that's all that was on it. And the the postal really? service delivered it, and I thought of oh, you. Oh. Ron, you've made it. Well, I thought of you because, you know, the Postal Service, a branch of the federal government that goes to great lengths to be ensure that mail is delivered properly, delivered the mail to me without an address on the envelope. I thought that was kind of neat. That means I'm right up there I with Santa Claus amazing. class. Of course. You know, Ron, you are now in the same classes as I am in the Easter Bunny and everybody else. This is great. We'll have, we'll have to have a car doctor holiday. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, unfortunately, Harry threw the envelope out, but I think that's Brother Envy. I'm not sure what that was. Um, but uh, well, Harry's on the naughty list. It doesn't matter. There you go. I like that. So, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll do what I can, all right? I promise. Um, what I would suggest you do, because I think this is a battery, is do you yep. have any do you have any advance or CarQuest Auto Parts stores up there in the North Pole? Well, right around the corner from the pole, there's there's one right there. All right, course, you Ron. you want to get over there and you want to get yourself a battery from them, um, an AutoCraft Gold or an AutoCraft Platinum AGM. Probably you can find it there. I'm sure they've got them this time of year. And if you get out to the Advance Auto Parts or CarQuest website, you'll get a ten dollar instantly off coupon. That's uh, good through the end of February, and I'm sure for Santa they might even give you an extra special deal. Maybe that'll help start the slate. If it doesn't, call me after the show, and I'll I'll, I'll do what I can. All right, I'll come. Santa, I, I'll come. I, Send I, the L's. I'll be there. I appreciate that, and, 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 and all the boys and girls appreciate that. And don't forget, Mrs. Claus has cookies. Ooh. Well, you know what? For Mrs. Claus and her cookies, I'll be there. Does she have crumb cake? Does she have crumb cake? Does Mrs. Claus That's have crumb great. cake? Santa? Oh. Well, we don't we don't do crumb cake up here at the North Pole, Ron. We do cookies, cookies, and okay. cocoa. 
Well, oh, you know, and Coco. Well, and for cookies and Coco, I'll be there. Santa, I've got to go. Tony's giving me the high sign. The clock's going to take me. But um, okay, I'll be I, there, I hope buddy. We can get this started. I'll, if not, we'll uh, we'll be calling. I'll be there, Santa. I'll be there. I promise, I'll be there. So, um, fear not, Tony. I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I got to go to the North Pole next week. I wonder, you know, how are they going to get me into an elf suit? Make sure you have your long johns. Yeah, it's got to be cold up there. Twenty below is. Uh, so uh, this is a warm run on in the car doctor at 855-560-9900 saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to and ten listening once again what do you think i could do this instead of radio no huh tom ron and Annie in the car doctor here oh tom's got a comment i can don't quit your day job yeah i kind of figured you know but listen god gave me the ability to do one thing right and most of the time else i just fix cars so uh let's get on over and start answering some questions at 855-560-9900 let's go over and talk to andy westwood new jersey andy you're on with the car doctor how can i help sir um First of all, I'd like to uh, state I know absolutely nothing about cars, as you're going to be able to tell from my question. That's okay. Um, okay. Uh, I do a lot of driving in Vermont on mountainous roads, so anytime I take a car in for maintenance, uh, I always ask them to check the brakes. So I have a 2014 uh, GMC Acadia, Okay. and I had 23,000 miles, and I went in and I asked them to check for brake, the brakes, and they told me everything's fine, and then... At 25,000 miles, the brakes started to go out. And this happened. This is the second time it happened to me. It also happened with a 2009 Acura MDX where uh, I went in for an oil change. I asked them to check the brakes. They said fine, and then I had to have my car towed from the throughway. So my question is, is it absolutely useless for me to ask a mechanic to check the brakes because it's not an exact science, or are they incompetent? Well, I have to answer. I have to answer that question by asking a question. When they check the brakes, first of all, how are they doing it? And the second part of the question is, and I'll help you answer this. When you say the brakes went out, they went out how? They were grinding metal on metal. The, the first, uh, with the GMC, they were grinding, and the car was shimmying. Uh, and uh, I had to get rotors and pads on the Acura. It did the same thing, but then my foot went all the way down to the end, and the brakes just kind of got wore out. Okay. There was nothing there. Okay. So let's talk about the Acura for a minute. It sounds like on the Acura you lost hydraulic pressure somewhere along the way. Either a hydraulic line failed or the brake pad was so badly worn that the brake piston caliper popped out or it lost fluid or something hydraulic happened. All right. Even on a vehicle where the brakes go metal on metal, and that expression comes from the fact that you're now riding on the metal backing portion of the pad against the metal portion of the rotor, hence metal on metal, uh, you know, makes a grinding sound. It, you won't lose the brake pedal unless it's so low that, or, or the, it's so far out that the piston can actually come out of the caliper, which in extreme situations I've seen. 
To answer the question, are they incompetent, the question I have is when they say the brakes are good, do they measure them? Do they physically give you a dimension? And the reason I ask that is a, a brake pad, a, a new brake pad, is about 10 millimeters thick. All right, Andy? And yeah, I'm with you. And, and as they wear, you know, it, it's, it's a measurement thing. So when we measure brakes, and the way I was taught to measure brakes, it's measurement. And there's actually a set of gauges accepted by the industry, 8 to 10, um, you know, 5 to 7, uh, 3 to 4, and so on. When brake pads get down around the 2-millimeter mark, 3-millimeter mark, it's time to put brakes on the car. And if they're just saying, yeah, the brakes are good, what's the measurement? And, and, and how are they checking them? Are they, are they physically pulling the wheels down, looking at the inner and outer pad? Are they, because a lot of cars today, the wheel design is so that you could actually look through the wheel, see the brake pad sitting against the rotor, and you can look at the outer pad. Looking at the outer pad all the way around is great, but that's only half the brake system. There's a whole other brake pad on the inside. There's two pads per wheel. So if, if they're not physically pulling the wheel and making a measurement, they're, they're doing you a disservice, or worse yet, they're stealing your money if they're charging you for this, if this is a formal brake inspection, and they're not doing the job right. They're incompetent at that point. But there's, there's not a lot of reasons I can come up with if someone was to measure brake pads and say, Andy, you've got four to five millimeters on all the brake pads all the way around the vehicle, and 2,000 miles later, the brakes go metal on metal, there better be a brake caliper on that bill, or there better be a stuck caliper on that bill. There's got to be a reason why that brake wore out over almost 50% of itself in less than 2,000 miles, where the first 50% of it took 23,000. I'll use the mileage on the GMC. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So could I just sum this up? If, yeah. If they do the if they do the inspection correctly by measuring, it should be a pretty good yeah, indicator of absolutely. whether or not the brakes are okay. Absolutely. Okay. And and all and all vehicles, you know, once if, even a new vehicle, I'm going to stick it. I'm going to stick to my guns and say it like this: Every vehicle should have the brakes inspected once a year. And I could, and I can make the argument if you drive thirty thousand miles a year, or if you drive two thousand miles a year. If you drive two thousand miles a year. A proper brake inspection is going to include to make sure the calipers are free and moving. And if you're driving 30,000 miles a year, it's going to be that and how thick are the brake pads. So brakes are just something we depend on. It's like looking at your tires. It should be tires and brakes once a year. Everything should get inspected regardless. Excellent. All right, thank sir. You so much. You're very welcome. If you All need right, more, we're you. here. You're very welcome. Right. Take good care. Let's get over to talk to Frank. Mount Ephraim, New York, I think that is, and uh, some questions about a new car purchase. Frank, you're on with the car doctor. How can I help? Hi, Ron. Yes, sir. Um, I'm looking at a Mini Cooper S 2010. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to know your opinion of the car, and then I wanted to know what you think about buying uh, an extended warranty uh, on the vehicle. What did you own before, Frank? Uh, I've owned uh, BMWs and Chevy. Chevys. Okay. Uh, so what what's the Mini Cooper replacing, the BMW or the Chevy? Um, to be honest with you, it's it's a toy car. It's okay. a convertible, so it's right. going to be a, a play toy. All right. Who's going to who's going to fix it? Um, so I have two things. I, I the, the gentleman that fixes my BMWs, right. uh, he also will fix minis. Okay. And the dealership. Okay, so that's fine. Places. Then you know, minis are an okay car line. The problem comes with repairing them. They are very specific. They are very proprietary. 
They don't release a lot of information to the outside. And you do need a dealer-level scan tool, realistically, to work on them. Uh, you know, we see a few minis pass through the shop, and it's a learning curve every time one comes in because we don't see enough of them. And what we see of them, and having conversations with some of the BMW guys and talking to them and what they work on and what they've seen is, yeah, they're they're very specific and very proprietary. One conversation I had with one of the BMW specialists in the area recently was about Mini, and his comment to me was, everyone thinks that they are a, a, a Mini BMW, no pun intended. And he said, what people don't realize is they're made in England, and they're really not that great of a car in terms of engineering. They're nothing like a BMW, which I thought was interesting. And I, and I, and I share that with you just because you're going to purchase one. I'm not saying two or not. Uh, you know, my rule is buy something you like when it breaks, you won't mind fixing it. And if you've got the right guy fixing it, you're okay. Uh, that right. being that being said, you're still buying a six-year-old car regardless of mileage. I don't care if it's got 30,000 miles on it or 300,000 miles on it. You're still buying a six-year-old car. So, yeah, then the conversation comes up about the extended warranty. How good is the extended warranty and what does it really cover? You know, right. if, if, if it covers... If the engine falls out or the transmission blows up, you know, that's great, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the extended warranty that really, truly covers the electronics in the car because right. those are the things that tend to become the problem on used vehicles, especially electronic vehicles today, and that's where the money is. You know, I, I don't want or think an extended warranty policy is going to cover brakes and tires or struts. Uh, you know, a vehicle like that, you're going to probably upgrade the suspension system anyway and, uh, you know, make it a little bit of a speedster. People tend to do that, a little bit of performance, and I understand all that. You're looking for the cataclysmic failure in the electronics arena as well as, heaven forbid, the engine fails, the trans fails, and so forth. You, you know, it's it's just that type of a car. It is, in my opinion, a mini BMW, even though maybe the quality level isn't there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and just remember, you're buying something you like. What's my number one rule? Buy something you like. When it breaks, you won't mind fixing it. So, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Why not? And, you know, the other side of that conversation becomes, Frank, life's too short. Enjoy yourself and uh, buy yourself a nice little car. All right? Frank, are you still there? Is Frank gone? Frank's gone, I guess. Okay. Hey, Merry Christmas, Frank, and uh, we hope you enjoy that car. I'm Ron Anini in The Car Doctor. And um, I hope you're enjoying your car. If not, give me a call at 855-560-9900. We'll be back right after this. That's the Jingle Bell. That's the Jingle Bell Rock. It's the most wonderful time of the with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back. Ron Nene and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. I should point out that that phone number is there for you when this radio show is not on the air. There is a messaging system set up at 855-560-9900. Call, leave a message. Fast Harry, our executive producer, will call you back and put you in line, and we can talk to you about your car problem the next time this radio show is on the air. We are live Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 
and uh, we go out over the network as well as we go out on delays to some of the affiliates. Some of them are live, some of them are on delay. But um, you can get in line by calling 855-560-9900, and I'll be glad to talk to you about your car problem, and uh, we can help you solve it and uh, get your car back on the road and out on its way. Let's go on our way. Let's go over and talk to Tom, West Nyack, New York, 2016 Camaro, and um, thinking about purchasing it and wants to talk about magnetic ride control. Tom, it looks like uh, Santa's going to bring you a new toy. Welcome to the car, Doctor. Hi, Ron. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Um, I'm thinking about the 2016 Camaro, and one of the major options is magnetic ride control. Uh, they put on the vets, they put on a lot of the Cadillacs, the yep. higher-end GM models. Yep. And I was just wondering um, if you're familiar with it, and is it really worth the $1,700 price tag on it? Have you have you There's driven a, a car? Difference. Have you driven one with and without it, Frank? Uh, Tom, I'm sorry. Um, the Camaros are just starting to hit the um, the showrooms now. Um, right. But, I mean, have you driven any other GM product with and without it? No. No, it, I have not. It's a staggering difference. It, it, it really is. Uh, you know, it is. You're right. It is on the higher line Cadillacs. It is on the, you know, it is on the Vets. And there's a lot of good things about magnetic ride control. But guess what the bad thing is? There is one bad thing. Want to yeah, when it breaks. That's why, that's why, that's why I'm calling. Yeah. I want to hear what the bad thing is. The bad thing is when it breaks. Boy, is it expensive. And and, okay. and and that's an issue. But, you know, listen, you know what? If if we didn't play with cards as kids and, you know, you know, play with hot rods and put two fours and all the other things we all did as, as, as kids playing with hot rods on cars, aware of what happens when they break, then, you know what, this is just like a bigger car with a bigger toy and it's just more money. What's the difference? Um, I understand. I, I think it would kind of make you happy. I, I think it would be that much of a difference. Only you can decide that. But, yeah, the cost of replacement parts does get to be expensive. The, of course, the first question becomes, how long are you going to keep the car? I'm talking seven, eight years out. If, if, well, if, I plan on this is going to be garage cap, sunny day only. This is this is the, the toy. Right. Um, two, three, four thousand miles a year, if that. Um, my my biggest concern with that was, does the system itself mind sitting around that long without being used? Is that detrimental to the system, or should I just keep it simple? I don't think that sitting around is any more detrimental to that system than it is to the rest of the car. However, okay. that being said, all right, uh, you know, if this if this car really is going to be longevity, if, if this is going to be 8, 9, 10 years from now, the one thought that comes to my mind is parts. Uh, you know, but then again, we're going to talk about parts on anything on a 2016. It's a giant pinball machine. There's an awful lot of electronics there. And, uh, you know, there's no way to predict what eight years out is going to look like in terms of electronic module availability and in terms of what you're going to be able to go out and buy. So part of me says keep it simple. Part of me says drive it three years if you really like the car. With, you know, buy it without magnetic ride control, drive it for three years. If you really like the car, in three years, they'll have gotten the bugs out of it because I'm sure first-year magnetic ride control on anything, you know, even if they have the technology around for a while, I'm sure there's going to be something. Uh, you know, it's like buying that car the first time, the first model year it's out. You you know, you kind of want to shy away from that. Uh, you know, maybe you want in three years. I'm sorry. The, the technology's been, it's been on cars for a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's been on. We've got a customer with a Corvette that comes into the shop with it, um, and I believe he's got a uh, 2005 or six, if memory serves me correct. But it's it's just that you know, 
again, they're moving it into a different model year. What sort of right. issues might they come up with? And you know, that's it's you, like you said, seventeen hundred dollars. It's not cheap. And do you want to do you want to be the guinea pig? Uh, you know, well, so it's just build the system sooner mileage or time. Mm. So let's say I'm doing two three thousand miles a year. Ten thousand ten years is only thirty thousand miles. Would time be detrimental to the system, or would it wear out because of miles? I think time. Well, I, I think I think time because there's still going to be rubber components involved in in any kind of a shock absorber. So you know, at, at that point, rubber is still going to become the issue. You know, but then again, rubber is going to become the component. You know, ten years from now, that ten year old modern day car. You wonder what it's going to look like. There's a vast difference, and I was having this conversation with an engineer this week from GM, as a matter of fact, in that there is a vast difference from the 2005 model year car of any manufacturer or most manufacturers, as he pointed out, versus a 2015 car in terms of the technology that's in it. It's just huge. It's it's that 2005 car is is so much more mechanical versus the 2015 and the analogy that I drew to him was I said, I've got a 97 Ford Ranger that's the little shop truck. Now, that's a computerized vehicle, but it's pretty simple and basic. And I said, that 97 compared to the 2005, he said, and he picked up the conversation. He said, right. He said, is like the difference between the 2005 and the 2015. It's it's just so far ahead of it that 2015 really is such an advanced vehicle that the electronics are so heavily laden into it that, you know, you have to ask yourself, what's it going to look like five, six years from now? Um, My concern on all of this, Tom, magnetic ride control and everything else aside, is I wonder if we're slowly shooting ourselves in the foot because to keep the technology available in terms of spare parts on anything made in the last three years, you know, the cost to warehouse and, and, and replicate module after module and electronic piece after electronic piece, What's that going to cost, and is it going to be available? And you know, are, are cars slowly dooming themselves? There's so much technology that you just can't possibly house the repair information for it. That um, only time will tell. So, I, you know, part of me says, yeah, buy it with, and part of me says, keep it simple. You'll probably enjoy the car just as much, and uh, you know, keep it around, you know, yeah. cheaper and simpler. Um, so that would be probably my vote at this point. So I appreciate the input. All right, sir. Very good luck to you, and uh, you, enjoy your ride. Have a good Christmas. You're very welcome. Um, yeah, it's a tough call. It's something, you know, we we deal with every day. I was just saying this to someone this morning. We talk about technology, and this time of year, it's time to ramp the shop up and get ready for next year. And, uh, you know, already in the last four months, we've spent $8,300 between laptops and replacing a couple of factory scan tools, dealer-level scan tools for Ford and Toyota and a few others. And, um I'm not done yet. It's going to be an expensive end of year, and it's it's just keeping up with the technology. And I don't have to go through this every year anymore because we've 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 got so many things established. But you know, just upgrading things, and it's not unlikely to spend twelve to fifteen thousand dollars in a year just to keep the shop current. If you want to work at dealer level, and it's getting very expensive. And I say to myself, if it's getting expensive for the tooling, then what's happening with the cars? And at, at what point do we slowly kind of you know, push ourselves out of the, out of the way, and um, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. I know uh, I know I'm looking at the next couple of years, saying where's all this going? Because you, the consumer, ultimately pay the price tag to fix cars, 
um, in terms of um, in terms of the cost of the repair, and that's whether it's done at a dealer or an independent. So uh, something to watch. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Ron and Andy in the car doctor. We're back right after this. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Hey, welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. You know, um, real quick, I want to do an email, but before I do that, I just want to point one thing out. We're, we're, we're getting real close to Christmas, and if anybody's looking for some last-minute ideas, uh, last week you heard me talk about, we talked about a couple of things, BG products. Remember we talked about BG products, buy a gift certificate for a BG fuel system cleaning. You can find more at their website. I believe it's bgproducts.com or BG Fuel System Cleaning. If you Google it, you'll find it. Um, and then another one came across my desk this week, and I had forgotten about them, and I should have included them in the mix last week as well, is Innova, I-N-N-O-V-A, Innova um, Diagnostics. They're OBD2 scan tools, consumer-friendly, very very easy, glove compartment fit, that type of thing. Everybody should have one in their glove compartment. Take a look at their products, um, very affordable, very clear-cut tools. Um, they've been around a very long time. And um, they do turn the automotive world on edge and uh, just Innova. Um, you know, we always, every once in a while you forget one. And I apologize to the folks out there at Innova. We've uh, got some of their products in the shop as well. And um, we use those too. So Innova.com, I-N-N-O-V-A. Um, email. I just bought a brand new Hyundai Sonata, Ron. And I've got a couple of questions about service intervals. I'm going with what my dealer recommends, and that's the severe use of schedule Oil changes every 3,700 miles. Coolant plugs and transmission at 60. After that, coolant gets changed every 30. Does this seem right to you? I'm going to answer these as I go along. Um, yeah, that's reasonable. I like the I like the oil change interval. Uh, the one thing I would change on oil is maybe go to a synthetic. I, I think, you know, I like synthetic oil. If we're looking for the real deal long-term, Lance, this is from Lance, by the way, um, synthetic oil uh, is the way to go. Trans service at 60, if that's a CVT, um, maybe, but if it's regular fluid, I think 60 is a little long in the tooth and I would be changing trans fluid every 30. It's simple enough to do. It should be a drain and fill and there's a sight plug in that transmission. So it's not that big a deal. I, I like to do trans fluid a little early simply because we seem to have the technology as a, as an industry that can get any engine up to 300,000 miles with proper oil changes, you know, and that's, that's what quality oil is all about. Pennzoil synthetics, nothing better. Um, you know, you hear me talk about it all the time. Find more at PennzoilSynthetics.com and in terms of the quality of their motor oil. But um, we have issues with trans fluid, and I think changing trans fluid at the 30,000-mile mark, we're better off. In the case of synthetic, I'll go to 50. But after that, I'm saying, why wait? The price of the trans is, is, is really too much. Also, Lance continues, because the engine is GDI, gasoline direct injection, Hyundai recommends a gas treatment every 7,500 miles. And from what I read online, their gas treatment is Chevron fuel system cleaner. Yeah, probably. GDI engines are prone to carbon buildup, he says. Using top-tier helps with using a higher octane help. What can I do to avoid these problems? Um, by the way, octane fuel is something that's going away. Uh, you know, high-octane fuel is going to lose its detergency factor um, in a short period of time. They say by 2017, EPA mandate is going to pull octane out of 
uh, the, or the detergent additives out of the higher octane, which is going to be really interesting, and it's going to make the need for carbon cleaning that much more important. Um, so if you want to read more about that and you want to do gasoline treatment or fuel system cleaning, uh, what I just said, go look up BG fuel system products and um, see what they have to say and see what they talk about and uh, take a look at that. You can solve that as well. Top tier does help. The car's new. I've only got 1,800 miles on. I keep it on the road for a while. Um, I, I admire what you're trying to do, Lance, um, and it's still common sense. You know, at the end of the day, it is very, very mechanical. So uh, do some of those things, and you'll be in good shape. Hey, you remember a little earlier this hour I got that phone call from, from Santa? Remember he was having a problem with his sleigh? And everybody, you know, everybody ribs me about this for years and years and years, and they said, do you really know Santa? Well, you know, this time of year, we always do that little ditty where I, and it's, it's you know, we talk about the time Santa's sleigh. Stop by the shop and it, it broke. Stay tuned. You're going to get to hear it again. I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Dashing through the snow in my rusty Chevrolet, down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back, Ron and in the Car Doctor here. Yeah, um, listen, let's pick that up where we left off. You know, um, we were talking about you know every year this time, it's uh, the the episode of Santa and myself, and true story. You know, listen, that was Santa for you non-believers out there that called in earlier. And I'm going to try and diagnose his sleigh right after the show today. And uh, hopefully Santa can make it to an advanced auto parts and get a PowerFrame grid technology battery. And uh, by the way, if you get out to PowerFrame.com, you can find a $10 off coupon. Save yourself some money between now and the end of February. But um, true story, that actually happened where Santa stopped by the shop late one day. And we had to uh, we had to make sure that the sleigh ran. Listen, before I go, I want to wish each and every one of you out there, the Car Doctor Faithful, the Car Doctor Nation, and uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and a Happy Hanukkah and a Happy whatever it is you celebrate. And I want to tell you what an honor it's been to be here for you this year. And, um, you know, just say that uh, I'm proud to be the Car Doctor for you. And I look forward to talking to each and every one of you in the years to come. And, uh, well, here we go. Listen to this. was the night before Christmas and all through the dark. Not a car was still broken. All the plugs had their spark. The wrenches were stashed all snug in their boxes while me by myself was having Christmas party leftovers, some bagels and loxes. When out from the lot there rose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet and yelled, hey, what's the matter? Now what to my bloodshot, tired eyes should appear but some crazy old guy once slay with reindeer. I winced and I cried, oh great, just one more. I'd rather sit back and have a cup of tea and some s'mores. He approached the front door with a smile so bright, I quickly unlocked it and turned back on the office light. Excuse me, kind sir, but I'm having some trouble. The left runner on my sleigh has started to wobble. The balance is wrong and it pulls to the right. The reindeer are working too hard this cold night. I have so much to do and no time left to do it. Do you think that you could, well, please get right to it? Without saying a word, I went to work right away. Too bad the alignment machine had no specs for a sleigh. Meanwhile, the reindeer were prancing around. That Rudolph and Comet, what a couple of clowns. 
in a matter of moments. Time 1.2. The runner was straight and the alignment done too. I helped him load up all the presents but one. He left it to pay me for cash. He had none. I hope it's from Snap-on, a half-inch drive air gun. He started the sleigh by merely calling their names on Dasher and Dancer, Donner and Blitzen. Get up off your butts, Rudolph Comet and Vixen. It started to idle and float in the air. Then Rudolph lit up the sky with his nose extraordinaire. And I heard him exclaim, this could have been quite a mess. The car doctor rings true. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're really priceless. May your days be merry.